ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு த பிஸ்னஸ் லைன் பாட்காஸ்ட் ஐ அண்ட் நிவேதிதா வரதராஜன் இந்தியா ஹாஸ் அ த்ரைவிங் ஈகோ சிஸ்டம் ஃபார் ஸ்டார்ட் அப்ஸ் தெர் இஸ் ஆப்சொல்யூட்லி நோ டவுட் அபவுட் இட் பட் மெனி ஆஃப் தி ஸ்டார்ட் அப்ஸ் கேட்டர் டு த டிமாண்ட் ஆஃப் த ரீட்டெயில் கஸ்டமர் அண்ட் மெனி ஆஃப் தெம் ஆர் இன்ஸ்பயர்ட் பை ஆர் ரெப்ளிகேட் சக்சஸ்ஃபுல் பிஸ்னஸ் மாடல்ஸ் மோஸ்ட்லி ஃப்ரம் த வெஸ்ட் நவ் ஐ ஆம் நாட் சேங் த தி ஸ்டார்ட் அப்ஸ் ஆர் நாட் இனோவேட்டிவ் they have made several innovations that made our life easier all i'm saying here is that these innovations do not classify to become deep tech but this is slowly changing several startups are developing deep tech products that means their innovation is based on a scientific discovery or an or an engineering innovation and it covers a whole range of sectors from agriculture and life sciences to ai and quantum computing this kind of innovation is happening across various institutions including the nascom center of excellence for iot and ai this is an organization which is an initiative by the union ministry of electronics and information technology and the governments of karnataka haryana gujarat and andhra I spoke to the center CEO Sanjay Malhotra to know how the center is building an ecosystem for these kind of startups. Listen in to the edited conversation here. Now great to be here Navedita. First right up the bat can you tell us what what is uh, MIT NASCOM Center of Excellence do? Right. So the MIT is the Ministry of Electronics and IT. Yeah. Uh, they had conceived of bringing in more innovation in the field of iot and other emerging technologies that includes ai robotics and so on uh, way back in 2015 when digital india was launched mm-hmm. and this was with the this was with the intent that some of these emerging technologies will have great impact on the on the industry on the different when i say industry you know that includes manufacturing healthcare and logistics and so on uh it's going to be a big driver of economy also mm. and that was the intent when we started this project way back in 2017 uh, mighty in partnership with nascom and state government set up the first center in bangalore with bangalore being the hub and then we opened up with the success of the project we opened up three more cent- centers in gurgaon vizag and uh, gandhinagar so how does uh, the organization help startups is it an incubator right it started out as an incubator where mm-hmm. you know we felt that iot you know as internet of things is 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 a combination of hardware and software typically that's what it would be it means basically it allows a lot of these devices to become more intelligent to have communication sensors uh, as well as the software part of it which is basically adding more intelligence to to things to develop this this type of uh, products you typically need a lab and a lot of incubators in the country were more like a co-working spaces at that time you know but this was the one we first one we set up was with the intent or basically we had a lab infrastructure in place where people can actually use these devices and test equipment which are difficult for a startup to buy right and uh, why would they want to invest such a such an amount on something they will be using for just 6 months to 1 year and that that idea kind of took off from uh, you know Uh, it had a great acceptance from the startups they felt they needed a place like this so this was a differentiator when we started so you can call it an incubator call it a lab actually development lab from there on we 
progressed and actually started doing much more than just having a lab, which started out as that. And over a period of time, we developed a great ecosystem for these type of startups, right? When I say I've developed a great ecosystem, means people wanting, uh, people who are starting their company in this area would be looking for funding. So we have a lot of connects with, with a lot of funds and VCs. Then the biggest thing that we did is we created a platform for industries and startups to work together. A lot of industry, a lot of companies, enterprises were actually looking to adopt this technology, but they didn't know where to start also. The, and a lot of these cutting-edge products were getting developed by the startups who were in part, of our, um, part of our network and part of our labs. And we created this concept of co-creation and so let the companies work with them and co-create products together. And that kind of also very big success. Companies get, enterprises get hands-on to some newer, latest ideas at a very cost-effective prices, and some of these startups get customers. So one of the important factors I think will, that could distinguish you from other incubators is that you have both industry support and the government support. Can you tell us more about that? How does this help a startup? Exactly. So, so you got that right. You know, I mean, while a lot of our intent was not just to be a place where people will come and sit and just work out of there, but also be able to succeed and actually make an impact. So we are very impact driven organization and, and government has supported us all the way. I mean, I would have give full marks to to central government as well as the state government who have been working with us in in making the infrastructure which is absolutely world class and also given the network we have you know as a part of coe and the nascom is also something unique that startups have access to uh, and it's it's see it's very difficult for a 10 billion dollar company to work with a 10 percent company right it is not that simple, uh, but both need each other also at the same time. So we are the people who have devised a good way for them to work together, which is a win-win for both. And the same platform, you know, where even some of the VCs also get access to some some newer upcoming companies. So so that way, yes, it is a unique in that way. Having it's a it's a place where a lot of different entities or or essential components of the ecosystem get to work together. So can you tell us some examples of some of the successful uh, startups that came out of the incubator so far? So we have had uh, uh, many success stories that were developed out of uh, out of uh, COE. The one that comes to on top of my mind is a company called Switch On. They were in fact born here in the COE. They, they, were, they were conceptualized and they set up their first uh, when 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 they actually were founded in the COE as a one or two person team, and then over a period of time, uh, the switch on has become a fairly large company now, and uh, they have no projects they are doing in UK, Germany, and other parts of the other parts of the world. And some of one or two clients, you know, we also help them get in the beginning, but uh, overall, I would say they have done well. And then there are many more. I think I won't want to limit it to just one one company. But there are many, many examples where where a lot of lot of companies have come and you know got some traction with the industry through our programs. They were here for the initial part till they got their funding, and uh, now they have become a large uh, company and uh, or they have a space of their own. So so yeah, those are all proud moments for us. 
when i was going through some of your uh, some of the articles written previously about nascom coe there's a lot of mention on the focus for deep tech deep tech is something which is very important for all of us because it's if the actual innovation so many startups in india right now are uh, there startups which copy what is all the successful in the west or copy models that are all the successful can you tell us examples of some products which the uh, which startups from the coe are doing and how they are actually deep tech deep tech is a term which is now becoming increasingly used in last uh, year or so and and the point here is you know when we talk of deep tech basically we are talking about some of the products that use technology which are at the cutting edge when you say cutting edge means this is not a common thing for everybody to to use and adopt because uh, it's it's not so easy to understand it's not so easy to develop your products on that and uh, also you become globally more competitive and you become globally recognized when you do that right now talking about you know our set of startups i think most of them fall in the category of deep tech because when you talk of these technologies like ai iot they're not easy to develop and they're not easy to even market also and uh, same thing goes with adoption also they because they have a appeal of the kind that you won't find these products anywhere or everywhere that's why they have a, they have a little more distinct appeal to them also for the corporates because we are able to get these type of products to them and they're not able to find it anywhere else to give you an example you know there is a company which started again it was uh, incubated and founded in coe was sindler c y n l r they are actually making very specialized robotics when i say specialized robotics i mean there are a lot of robotic companies but let me just kind of add a line here to tell this type of a robot which actually learns on its own lot of robots you see is that actually they perform movements which are already known okay pick this thing from here put it here you know that's an essential thing also but here the the, the robot has got actually a good ai built into it where it can actually find out what it has to do just by looking at the movements uh, or the action of the others now this is being now i'll tell you what makes it distinct uh, is that it is being done sort of there are only handful of companies doing this in the world it's not like we are this has already been done by somebody in germany or us and now we are doing it again here trying to make an indian version of it no uh, this is something that lot of companies are attempting to do it has not been achieved by anyone any company doing it in india will actually be competing one on one with anybody else in the world so we are pretty much equal to rest of the world in some of these solutioning so that makes it very interesting and as well as uh, puts us on the global map also our companies on the global map so how does uh, nascom coe help these companies make deep tech products as that we have a ecosystem you know that provides them the right connects provide them the good infrastructure to develop their products we have labs where they can actually come and work and as a part of these labs they not only just get access to the equipment and the place but also be able to connect with all the right people also there's a lot of things you learn from each other also like minded companies when they work together next to each other you know there is a lot of information that get exchanged informally also not everything happens through documents or or channels of emails right i mean there's a lot of informal exchange of information because of the 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 vibrant lab that we have in bangalore and other parts of the country then of course we help them get connect to some of the enterprises uh, which are both indian as well as global who 
are sometimes able to provide them uh, with the business. As well as, if not business, there at least there's a good healthy exchange of uh, ideas between the two, where both parties get to learn from each other. So this is the these are the things, few things that we do to for them to grow. And of course, we provide them the visibility, and that is pretty much uh, I would say best in the industry. Also, guide them and mentor them in few areas. Also, right? I won't say that every part of the business, but there are few key areas where we can actually. Because we have accumulated a lot of knowledge over the years also. We know what works for this company, what doesn't work, what is the right thing to do. So at least we give them the right, we are able to provide them the right pointers uh, based on a lot of uh, experience. And also we have a tech team as a part of COE, right? I mean, we have a lot of engineers who work out of here who are able to uh, give them the right guidance. And even the enterprises we are able to guide, you know, onto what is the right way to adopt these technologies. So I like to come back to this origin of uh, NASCOM COE. So when you were talking about it earlier, you said that it was part of the government's and uh, Digital India Initiative. How are you helping with that? While on the one hand we work with a lot of enterprises, I talked a lot about you know how startups are able to work with the enterprises. There is another segment to it. We actually see how we bring these innovations uh, for a ground level impact. So we have one or two focus areas, which are actually, and, and those focus areas are healthcare, manufacturing, while we address a lot of other verticals also, but there we go very deep also. So for example, we have a program in healthcare called JanCare, which we do with the Department of uh, Biotechnology, uh, Biorec, and we have, imp- we have actually picked a few solutions in the country. That where they can make a ground level impact. When I say ground level impact, you know, where, where, what are the problems that Indian citizens have? For example, remote care, right? Remote care is one big area. You know, while we live in cities, we have access to the best of the doctors and equipment, but the moment you go outside big cities, situation is not as, uh, as great as we have in metros. This was the theme and we actually took some of these devices we took them, worked with the state governments and deployed them in very remote areas and showed what the impact is. For example, mother-child health. Right? I mean, uh, we have been uh, very lucky to have some solutions which actually help the health of the expectant mother and as even the new newborn also. Uh, so we have deployed these solutions in some of the hospitals. Then there are there's a solution which we actually deal for pulmonary health during COVID time and even beyond that also, right? Idea is how do you take a low cost device, take it to the be able to use it in the remote area, right? I mean, in the hospitals, yeah, you get good care, you have equipment which costs crores of rupees, but that's not what you can do everywhere. And we have done some great work on cancer detection, actually, on cervical cancer. We are working with AIMS in Punjab to see how, when by the time women come to the hospital, it's very late for them, right? It leads to fatalities at that point. How do you prevent these fatalities if you detect these things early? So there are devices now, some of our entrepreneurs, which, which actually all of a lot of people, a lot of us don't even know. The, some of these devices, which are IoT, AI devices, a company called Periwinkle actually has developed this. Is so so good that, you know, even an ASHA worker can use it. And actually, if they have to do, women have to go through a checkup, they can detect early onset of cancer, cervical cancer, and which can actually save lives. So it's not an ordinary thing. It can really has a deep impact. So, so there are a lot of such innovations which we uh, do becomes part of digital India. Digital India is 
See, while one face of digital India is what we all see, you know, in the form of Aadhaar and Digital Locker and Digiyatra and so on. Great work, digital payment, great work on that side. But other part of the digital India is also like, how do you bring these innovations into the lives of people can impact on the ground? So this is the other part of digital India, I would say, which is silently happening in the background. And all we want is, how do we scale it now? You know, there's a lot of good, good, solutions that exist price points are perfect they are not very expensive they are all homegrown solutions developed by innovators here they are world-class products and the need is also in india in the kind of population we have the doctors uh, you know we can't have so many doctors for such large population so the digital um, solutions or digital healthcare solution i would say is the answer for this uh, so this is just one part of it similarly we have programs on the smes on the how do we get our manufacturing world class, right? Again, getting solutions from other countries not going to be an answer. Not of SMEs cannot afford it. Large companies can afford it, and they have been doing it. But what about our mid 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 size and small industries? If they have homegrown solutions, they can adopt it. I think impact is pretty high uh, overall at, for the country and the economy. And we are continuing to make this push, you know, in these areas as a part of Digital India program. So how do you affect, afford, uh, how do you uh, help in getting the prices down for such products? Because as you said, affordability of uh, products is a very important thing in a country like India, where as you said, there's lots of uh, people cannot, people don't go to the doctor. Until unless there's a bad situation. Or people don't, uh, like MSMEs can't afford higher priced uh, innovation. So how do you uh, bring the prices of these products down? Do you help in that? Right. We do help. Uh, we do help as a part of it. But just by the inherent nature of this product, they're developed in India. They're not overpriced. And moreover, they are developed by startups. So they are not very large companies. They also tend to not overprice it in the beginning because they're also looking for wider adoption. So these companies are in the initial stages of their uh, formation. They have developed all their product, good products, but they are not become huge companies to have huge overheads. So they are flexible. They are flexible both in terms of meeting the needs of the of the adopting company as well as on the price points. So most of the solutions that I have seen fall within the range of these companies. And also there is no, there is no way in the world actually you will find these solutions from other parts of the world at this price point. And then wherever the need for uh, uh, these companies of the or the SMEs, you know, whatever they need, we, we do help in... Uh, finding a solution which falls in there. And good thing is, given the vibrant startup ecosystem in India, there is more than one one company or one startup developing a particular solution. So that's another good thing, right? Let's say you are X, the company A, or startup X, startup Y, let's say Y is a little more expensive, we'll find X to uh, do the work for them, right? If it's in within their price. So everybody's got a pro and con. And, and that's the work we do, finding the right right match depending upon the need of the company. So finally, uh, how do, if if I have a great startup idea, how do I approach Center of Excellence to be a part of the program? Just walk in. <laughs> we don't have any bureaucracy involved. Come okay. to find our center on the web, write to us. Okay. I mean, not just an idea. You should be a little ahead, I mean, in the game of just an idea, I think. You should have done some homework uh, to do do some something at the ground level to put some prototype or at least start the work mm -hmm. to show your intent that you are serious, right? 
so what we do is we only want to work with people who are serious about doing things because given our bandwidth but we are open to anybody they can just come in and there are no no hassles in uh, in coming and working out of here or meeting any of us okay thank you so much for joining us today for this podcast all right nivedita and good talking to you 